You're listening to Joe Radio Live. Positive and motivational content just for you. Do enjoy and share. It's time for your hit your scripture. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. This is your servant, JJ, Reverend Jennifer McGregor. And I am here today to speak with us briefly from Matthew 7 and verses 7. Praise God. And so the word of God reads, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for your son even more in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we come repenting of our sins. Lord, we repent of doubt and we repent of fear. Father God, we thank you for your grace that is always sufficient. And we continue to give honor and praise and glory to Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So this morning we examine the word of God in Matthew 7 and verse 7. And the word is saying that we ask and it shall be given. And when you seek, you shall find. And if we knock, it shall be opened unto us. What is it that you are desiring today? What is it that you have need of? What is it that you need to access today? I am here to announce to you today that the word of God cannot lie. Neither will it return without being accomplished. We have not because we ask not. So whatever it is that you're desiring of God today, the word says that we should ask. Let us open up our mouth and begin to speak to God. Let us open our hearts and begin to seek him. Let us open up our lives and not so that we can enter into his promises glory be to god you know god is a way maker and because he's a way maker he makes all things possible because he's the god that can do all things there's nothing impossible with god and there's nothing that he cannot do hallelujah Many times we find ourselves in situation and we may find that we are between a rock and a hard place. It's because we are not asking of God. It's because we are not seeking Him. Oh, glory be to God. Because we are not knocking on the door. So we find ourselves alone. We find that we are trapped. We find that we, we cannot do anything because we are yet to seek his face we are yet to ask of him we're yet to speak to him we are yet to seek his guidance and his leading and his direction glory be to god but his word in matthew 7 and 7 is reminding us to ask and it shall be given seek and he shall find knock and it shall be open unto you glory be to god 
And I know we might be saying, how do I do that? How to know is to know the will of God for your life. You cannot know the will of God for your life except you have a relationship with God. So it means that you need to know God, to know his will for your life. So you will not ask amidst. You will ask, oh God, in a accordance to his will and purpose for your life because some of the things that we ask for or we desire may very well kill us may be to our detriment so it is important before we ask or while asking we know what is god's will for our life now to know his will you must know him to know him you must have a relationship with him praise god so it all comes back to relationship with god it comes back to communication with god it comes back to seeking he the kingdom of god seeking he first the kingdom of god praise him so we do not ask amiss so we do not live a purposeless life but be purposeful in our living. Many times we seek the help of everyone else around us and we look to other things other than that which is of God and we fail and we are left in anguish and pain. But when we seek he first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his word says that all things will be added unto us. All things, Matthew 6 and verse 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things will be added. Everything that you have needed will be added unto you. So that is all we seek and find when we seek according to the will, ways, and word of Almighty God. There is no other way. So in your asking and seeking and knocking today, let's get it done according to the will and purpose of almighty god that which is written in the volume of the book i pray god that as you hear this word it will be received i pray that it will open your spiritual eyes and your heart so that you will look to ask and seek and knock in a new way not in yourself but according to the will of god this is your servant jj reverend jennifer mcgregor as always we walk by faith and not by sight be encouraged in the word of god and be blessed as you go forth in jesus mighty name shalom maranatha see you there
Gloria, mercy, full with love, compassion. Hallelujah. Forgiving and loving, that's who you are. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I'm tired of doing things my way. So I'm begging you for a second thought. Here we go. Holy Ghost, knock me down. Flat from me, back me, so knock me down. Holy Ghost, knock me down. My wife, shoot that day of me, no kid. God is awesome. Listen to this testimony. Felicia Tucker's mother and stepfather were addicted to drugs. When she was 14, her parents' drug supplier started showing interest in her. He was 16 years older. When he would come over to get his money or whatever, he'd sit there and talk and chat a little bit. But he would always tell me um, that I was beautiful. I remember he kissed me. And I felt awkward because I'm like, this is a grown man. He's old enough to be my father. And then he started buying me stuff. I was like, wow. I felt like, man, he, he must really like me. He took me to his apartment one time. And he said, I, I want you to do something for me. He outright raped me. He um, said, now, you know, you've been teasing me, and now it's time to pay up. I felt violated. I felt used. I feel dirty.
That same year, Belisha's parents were arrested and sent to jail. The supplier paid the bail and demanded a trade to clear their debt. So they made a deal, I guess, with each other. He said he, he would get his money right or whatever, and he said, well, Felicia stays with me. Felicia had to drop out of school in seventh grade and lived in isolation, enduring every type of abuse. For years, sometimes I didn't see another person because he kept me locked in the room. I felt like a slave, I did. He would sexually abuse me. He would call me out when he was ready for me. He said that I was his personal slave. I could do, I could do with you, I can kill you. He went from calling me beautiful to ugly. He beat me several times, close to death. During this time, Felicia's mom and stepfather made no effort to bring her home. He used to tell me he could kill me and nobody would know because he could bury me on the, at the bottom of the hill of that land. Nobody would know because nobody's looking for you. Nobody's looking for me. Felicia felt the only solution was to end her life. I looked in his cabinet and I got some pills out and I took almost the whole bottle and I said, well, it's gonna be over now because I don't want to be here. I can't, I can't go home. You know, I'm stuck. I don't want to be here. I hate it here. And I laid there and I closed my eyes and I thought it was gonna be the end of it. And I woke up and I was mad that I woke up. Felicia lived in mental and physical captivity almost eight years. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I missed out on so much. When she was 22 years old, she finally resolved to run away. Her chance came when her captor forgot to lock her bedroom door one day. He used to always tell me that he was gonna kill me if I left. I had tried one time before to, to leave, like years before, and when, I, when he drugged me back, I said if he locks this door, you know, my bedroom door, I was gonna go out the window or anything. I was getting out of there that day. And I opened the door and I looked around at the living room, looked at where I had been for all those years, and I said, yeah, this is where I have been, but this is not my home. I'm not ever coming back here. Felicia fled 12 miles down the road on foot. I have not seen him. That was 19, October 1997. I have never seen him again. Felicia had no education, life skills, or family to live with. So the next day, she walked into the Army National Guard office and signed up. She kept her past hidden and thrived in a new environment. She later joined the Army and met her husband on assignment in 1999. Together, they had twin girls. After serving four years, Felicia left the military and the trauma and abuse from her past began to seep into her marriage. After a divorce in 2005, she found herself a single mother struggling to make ends meet. When she fell behind on her daycare payment, a church worker offered her a glimmer of hope. She said, your girls go to the daycare here at the church. Why don't you all come to church this Sunday? She said, and I want you to know that as long as, as, long as you show effort, your girls will have a place to stay, you know, a daycare. And, and I was just looking at her like, wow. She's showing me mercy. It made me feel love. I remember the pastor preaching. He said, is there anybody in here that, has, that hasn't made uh, Jesus their, their Lord and Savior? And my heart just started beating real fast, I mean like in my throat. And I walked to the altar and I got saved. I gave my life to Jesus Christ that day. I just felt, I don't know, I just felt like the weight of the world was off my shoulders. I, I felt so light. I felt like dancing. I mean, I really, I could have did flips the way I was feeling inside. Before I was in bondage physically, spiritually, 
I didn't know who God was. But when I felt the love of God, it's like that ball just started unraveling and I could start living again. Today, she is happily remarried, has a great job, and both of her daughters love God. Felicia says her new faith not only changed the course of her future, but it even changed her perspective on the past. He freed me from that bondage or feeling like I owe somebody. And he also freed me of that hurt. I forgive that man. I forgive him. I do. I pray he gets saved. I mean, I never thought I would be living the life I live today. You know what I mean? I belong to him. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. He says that I'm beautiful. He says that he loves me unconditionally. And I am the apple of his eye.